episode 88 of the comic book time machine all new ghost rider issues 1 through 12 Hello and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, a comic book writer, comic book uh, enthusiast, comic book collector, comic book reader, and I'm also a comic book podcaster who happens to have a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's over at welcometolevel7.com. Why does that matter right now, here at the very beginning of the episode? Well because of the topic that I've chosen. And this topic for this episode came about because I was doing some research for Welcome to Level 7 about the new appearing character of Ghost Rider, who will be in this season, Season 4. The thing about Ghost Rider in this season is it's not Johnny Blaze. It's not Ghost Rider on a motorcycle. It's Ghost Rider in a car. And it's Ghost Rider named Robbie Reyes. And it's it's not the same Ghost Rider that Nicolas Cage was when he was Ghost Rider in those two movies. And I wanted to find out more. And I knew some of the basics, uh, what he was. Uh, I didn't know some of the details. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to read those 12, that 12 issue series. And so that's what this podcast here, this episode is about is the 12 issue series of all new Ghost Rider. And, um, I'm going to talk about the series and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think it means for the TV show. But, um, I do find it really interesting just in general right now about how the TV show is portraying him and that they they chose Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider of all things to be well we'll get to it, but to be one of the things that they are using that's actually a hero character, if not a hero, an anti-hero, uh, but a title character. I mean, this character, Ghost Rider, has carried his own book a number of different times, uh, as far as the well, the the name anyway, Ghost Rider. Uh I can't think of any characters that have appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who have done that. Uh, Daisy, Coulson, Melinda May, they all got one-shots. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had their comic book, which may or may not have been canceled. I don't know. I do know that uh, Daniel Butcher sent me a message saying that it wasn't in solicits uh, for whatever he's, he's ordering for the you know, in, in three months. So he's placing the order now with his, his ordering uh, catalog or whatever. And it's looking like agents of shield as a book may be canceled. And I don't know what that's going to mean for Coulson and the gang in the Marvel six, one, six universe, the comic book universe. Uh, but they've got this one more season, at least in the Marvel cinematic universe on the screen and ghost Rider will be joining them. So I wanted to find out what the deal was with this character, this Robbie Reyes character. And I'm very curious, having read these 
these 12 issues, what it means for the show. And that'll be the last thing we talk about is, is just kind of the potential for the show. And I'm probably going to be proven wrong in any predictions that I might make about how he's going to get used in the show. But then again, you never know. Sometimes I say something that actually accidentally comes out intelligently. This may be one of those times. I'm not going to place any bets on it, but it could be one of those times. So to talk about uh, all new Ghost Rider, um, I, I, the, the character is, is all new. It's completely brand new. Robbie Reyes, as far as I know, as far as I can tell, uh, this is his first real thing. I think that he might have been involved in a one shot or something like that. It was kind of introducing the all new Marvel comics. I did not read that. I just read the 12 issues. I did not read any Wikipedia articles or anything like that. I just read these 12 issues. So this is all I know about the character. And I don't know how if, if he's appeared in any other things. Uh, I do know that he appeared in what Daniel Butcher said was a very cool tie in to Secret Wars. Uh, the battle world stuff where, you know, all you had the with the Marvel Universe got splintered and then got reassembled and all these different Marvel Universe worlds um, were created. And there was a whole bunch of different uh, miniseries that came out of that. And this was one of them, the, the Ghost Rider one. Haven't read that. It's not available from what I can see. On Marvel Unlimited, which is how I read this Ghost Rider uh, series. And it was nice just to sit down and flip, flip, flip right through and get the whole story, all 12 issues. And yeah, so let's start with the characters. I'm going to use my grid that I use when I do some movie reviews and stuff like that. Um, this this grid of, of just how I examine stories. And I look through it. With um, in one quadrant you have characters, in one quadrant you have plot, in one quadrant you have style, and in one quadrant you have theme. And the how this works for me is that lets me kind of compartmentalize and be able to you know analyze the different areas of a story. But then it also allows me to um, see where is the emphasis being placed, because you do have some things. Well, for example. The movie 2001 is all about, I mean, it's, it's just style. That's where the emphasis goes. The characters are dry. The characters do not have a whole lot of development. They have enough to get from point A to point B and have reasons for being there, motives and, and backgrounds and stuff like that. The plot, there's not much going on there. Um, but I mean, it's heavy, heavy style, especially when you get into that final scene. And then there's some heavy theme, thematic ideas, I think, that are meant to be seen in all of it. But um, not nearly as much as in, in the style quadrant of, of the way I kind of look at things. And so as I'm looking at these four things for all new Ghost Rider, that, that does just kind of give me a nice outline. Now, before I get started, I do need to say there are going to be spoilers. I'm going to try not to spoil main plot points, but there are some certain things like some relationships and, and some things that do pop up in the series. Since I am going through issue one through 12, there will be spoilers. So if you want to experience these 12 issues of Ghost Rider unspoiled, well, go read it right now. I mean, if you're, if you're concerned about spoilers with this, 
then I can say I can definitely recommend that you read it if you really are worried about spoilers about all new Ghost Rider. If you're not concerned about spoilers, then go ahead and listen. I will try not to spoil like how things play out, how characters do what they're going to do. But I am going to end up um, probably spoiling not the how of the final climax, but the relationship between uh, Robbie and Eli at the end. At, at the end of this series. So starting with characters, you basically have three main characters. You have Gabe, you have Eli, and you have Robbie. Now, Robbie is the all-new Ghost Rider. And Eli is not the spirit of vengeance. Now, the spirit of vengeance is what um, Ghost Rider himself has, uh, the horseback ghost rider back in the past was had that and i I think that's the implication that i i got and it's been a long while since i've read anything about that ghost rider who was a cowboy guy um but you the spirit of vengeance was something you know that gives um johnny blaze like the uh the the penance stare and the penance stare is something that I think is so cool as uh, an element to a character like Ghost Rider, but he looks and he draws out your your sins and you feel the pain of your sins. And uh, I actually had a character who had um, different arrows and the different arrows, they would not actually physically wound you, but they would do different um, kind of spiritual or, or emotional things to you. And one of them was you get hit by this arrow of vengeance, of punishment, and it would cause you to feel the pain you cause other people. I thought that was just so cool and so original and so unique, and then I find out that it was not at all original or unique. Um, but that's the thing. One thing you learn as a writer, as you're going along, um, eventually, you know, that kind of thing is going to pop up where you have an idea, someone else had the same idea. For me, a lot of times... Um, I'll have an idea and I'm, I'm gung ho about it. And then someone else who's just a much better writer than me does the idea. And so I just kind of give up on it. But you have to remember as a writer that you're never going to be completely 100% original. It's what you do with it from yourself that makes it original. And so if you're able to give it an emotional twist or an emotional spin or something, you know, a personal twist or a personal spin, that's how it, it becomes something new and different. And and actually, you can see here they are trying very hard not to have the Robbie Reyes character um, be like the the other Ghost Riders. They they really want to get away from that and have a different character. And he is he's young. He's in high school, and uh, he doesn't have the spirit of vengeance. He has the spirit of a Satan worshiping uncle, like his uncle, who was a serial killing Satan worshiper and this serial killing Satan worshiper, basically his soul kind of stuck around in his car and eventually the car came around to Robbie. And when Robbie took it for a spin, he became powered or possessed sometimes both but sometimes just one or the other by his uncle. Now throughout most of the story, he doesn't know it's his uncle. He doesn't know he has that kind of a, 
um, relationship with the spirit that's in him. I think that's really part of just the developing of the character and some of the revelations that happen. And I told you there are going to be spoilers. So, um, no, Gabe is Robbie's brother. Gabe has some vague, uh, vaguely defined disabilities. He's in a wheelchair and he, there, there's some sort of cognitive disabilities that are going on as well with this character. Uh, we do find out kind of the background for them is that Robbie's been taking care of Gabe for a long, long time. And, you know, it's a relationship that, uh, that probably forms the, the emotional core really of these 12 issues is that relationship between Robbie and Gabe. They love each other. They're brothers. Things come up. They have relationship issues where they have to deal with problems. Um, most of the problems come about in classic superhero uh, form because one of them is a superhero, Robbie, and the other one is, uh, you know, trying to figure out why does he leave and why is he, you know, grumpy and, you know, different things like that. And then as Eli becomes stronger and stronger, then some of those things become even more, um, uh, prevalent and, and present and cause more relationship problems for Eli or for rather for, for Robbie and, and Gabe. Now, Robbie is a likable character. Uh, he, I, I like him. He's a, like I said, he's a teenager. He's in high school. He has trouble with bullies. Um, he has a firm sense of right and wrong. He does not want to be where he is. They live in, uh, I think it was Los Angeles where, where they live. And it's, it's just a, a hellhole. I mean, if this if this comic had come out in 1973, it would have been in Hell's Kitchen. Um, it would have been, well, it would have been in Hell's Kitchen because that was that that easy classic place. Um, here, it's very all the stuff that's happening in that setting is it, it feels true. It feels like it rings true, and there's a lot of bad language that is not spelled out <laughs> completely there is a lot of violence and you know that's kind of getting into the style here the style of the artwork that we're getting in this book is man it's brutal uh it's kind of done in a a manga a manga or anime style um i was also reminded of Aeon Flux or Eon Flux, the uh, MTV cartoon, which, you know, was heavily influenced and, and created by people who were doing uh, the anime style of, of animation. But, um, you know, just the way it uh, the way the physics of, say, um, body proportion work, uh, it's very elastic and and very stretched out and, and, and just kind of. Uh, you know, when when there's emotion, you know it's it's exaggerated emotion. When there's movement, it's exaggerated movement. Exaggerated is probably the best word to describe the the artwork. It works. It works. If you're not familiar with this kind of art, then it's it might take a little while to grow on you. I read manga, I watch anime, and it still took a little while for it to grow on me before I really decided I liked it. The other thing, though, I mean. 
going along with this, you have a lot of scenes with fast cars and that exaggerated elastic type of uh, artwork. It, it suits, it suits the, the action. And so the style of the comic is not what I would gravitate to normally. Um, but since I was reading it, sitting down to read it anyway, I, it didn't turn me off. It didn't turn me away. It just took some time to grow on me. And then uh, the story. So what what's going on here? What what happens here? Well, um, I'm not going to get into too many details, although um, those of you who do watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you might be interested to know that the primary bad guy of the story is Hyde. It's um, Kyle McLaughlin or McLaughlin from uh, from season two, I want to say. Um, but he's, he's totally in this and he's creating potions and he's causing people to mutate and get big and nasty and gross and mean and evil. And, um, again, going along with the style of the, what's going on there, it, it does allow for some huge exaggeration of, um, these just hulked out Jekyll, um, or not Jekyll, I guess Hyde is the, is the monster, <laughs> but it, it's just, there's some weird looking, bizarre monsters and creatures and they, the art style suits them really, really well. Uh, there's basically three stories in this 12 issues. The first is uh, engines of vengeance, which is kind of the origin story. Uh, that's about issues one through five. Then there's legend and I'm, I'm breaking this out by memory in, uh, in some ways here, but uh, that's basically six through 10 where you have the original ghost rider come and investigate what's going on with this new ghost rider. And this is where the new ghost rider starts to get some idea of what's going on with him. And he, he and Eli realize that there are elements that are very similar to Ghost Rider, but since it's not the spirit of vengeance, since it's the spirit of Eli, uh, it's different as well. And so he, this is where he starts learning, you know, basically getting mentored uh, a little bit. Now, he already has a mentor character in the, the form of a teacher at his school. This kind of throws me back to a series that I collected, uh, not when it was coming out. I was way too young, but um, that I collected uh, afterward. After the fact, that was by, by Steve Gerber uh, called Omega the Unknown, where it takes place in Hell's Kitchen and it's revealing Hell's Kitchen as this pretty awful place for kids to live with. You know, they're seeing all these terrible things, which is what's happening here, um, where uh, Robbie is not just taking care of his brother, Gabe. He's also trying to protect his brother, Gabe, from the reality of what's going on around them, you know, referring to gunshots as fireworks and saying, remember, we don't go outside when there's fireworks outside. And uh you know, when, when he, they see a fight, he, why are they fighting? And he, he tries to explain to his brother, you know, well, I don't know, let's go get ice cream, you know, and, and, uh, so this throwback reminded me of that because, uh, Peter Parker makes an appearance in that series in Hell's Kitchen as a science teacher in the high school. And so this, this teacher character shows up and he's, you know, he's there to make a difference. And it's, you know, it's no coincidence that teachers end up making huge, huge impacts on children's and teenagers lives. It's because they're there and they're actually spending time and investing in these kids. And not all the kids, 
maybe not even most of the kids, but kids who allow it uh, realize what's going on and realize that these adults are there because they're investing in these young lives. And it does make a difference because for some kids, for some kids, and Robbie would be one. Now, his parents aren't in the picture anymore, but for some kids, that's the only adult who shows they care. And for some kids, it's really the only person who ever shows that they care. And these kids just kind of go through life with nobody caring, nobody investing. Um, and, you, you know, the only attention they're getting from family maybe is, is negative attention. And then they go to school. They get the same negative attention from many of their teachers. But there's that one who kind of breaks through. And uh, that was a one of my motivations when I was teaching was I wanted to um, just help kids learn and, and know that they're not worthless. Um, I mean, worthlessness, when someone is worthless, that is something that they have been pushed into and accepted as true. And so they act out on it. They aren't actually worthless. They just believe they are because that's what they've been shown and been told all throughout their life. And, and honestly, it's not true. It's not true. I, I honestly believe all human, human people, I guess there aren't any people who aren't human. You know what I mean though, have value and have worth. And it's just some of them, unfortunately are never ever told that they have value and have worth. And they just grow up believing that they don't where, how did I get on that? <laughs> Hey, if you believe you don't have value or worth, you're wrong. You do. And uh, find people who can feed that in your life and, and can help grow your worth um, and, and help the, help you to recognize what's inside that is of value because you do have value. And now I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> and I'm, where was I? Oh, the plots, the plots. Uh, so, yeah, issues 11 and 12 then are kind of a final battle, really a final battle in some ways between Eli and and Robbie um, there's battles with bullies. There's battles oh, and, the, and the bullies are bad, man. They are bad. The writer here, Philippe Smith, uh, the artist, by the way, is Damien Scott. And, but the, the writer, he wastes no time in showing you how awful these guys are by having them pick on Gabe at the beginning. They're picking on this young man who is in, his wheelchair and what do they do they throw him out of his wheelchair and sit in it and start driving it around uh i mean this is bad bad stuff of course that they're also i mean they're really awful insulting remarks that they're making throughout the whole book and so there's that conflict going on there's paramilitary people there's um uh hyde who He's got his own thing going on. And, and so all these conflicts, though, are building into kind of the the theme. I mean, really, the plots, the plot here, all the plots serve the story and the characters and the um, the, the theme. Well, the the plot is there to drive a theme. The plot is there for the characters to drive uh, and to, to ha you know discover things about themselves. Uh, it's it's a well constructed plot and everything wraps around each other. It just wraps around itself very very well. And then you get into that end battle and you know it, getting into some of the things about um, people with disabilities, which is 
there's there's a lot going on here w- with uh, Gabe and, and and his disability, and they treat him respectfully. They do not turn him into some sort of uh, well comic relief, uh, other than you know people do funny things and um, people say funny things, but he's he's saying funny things because he's having fun with his brother and and uh, at the end some pretty terrible things happen now terrible things are happening throughout the whole book i mean people are getting maimed and and, and killed and and it's a they're shot and, and there's blood and there's gut and, and there's gore um it's it, i mean if it was a a movie it would be r-rated um unless they you know decide well we're going to tone back on on this violence and not show it quite as as brutally as as they do in in the comic, but the the, the plot itself does a nice job of, of building up toward where it's going with with uh, Eli and Robbie in a final confrontation uh, after he's had that mentoring from Johnny Blaze, the Ghost Rider. Uh, the themes that come out of this <laughs> is uh, the the biggest thing that I was able to pull out of this is kind of an anti-theme in that you have Eli say a bunch of times, people are rubbish. He's recognizing for Robbie that people are bad. There's drug dealers, there's bullies, there's prostitutes, there's all these bad things going on in his neighborhood. And he's telling Robbie, people are rubbish. People are rubbish. You need to destroy them. You need to destroy them. He's trying to get Robbie to give into bloodthirst and, and give into his anger and give into his hate and give into his hopelessness. Because as he does that, Eli is able to take more control of the body. And Eli has a motivation of his own that has to do with his own backstory and things that he wants to do that Eli would never agree to and do for him. But he keeps saying people are rubbish. And I say an anti-theme because it's coming from an unreliable voice. He's saying people are rubbish. That is his idea, his, for lack of a better word, his theme that he's bringing to the table. But like I said before, when I was on my soapbox, I don't, I don't believe this theme uh, of people are rubbish. And it's Eli. It's the bad guy. It's the satanic serial killer who's saying it so you have an unreliable presentation of a theme but because it is him you know that really we should be looking at the flip side of that and there's a couple different flip sides you could have and one is that people are not rubbish people are not rubbish people do have value people do have worth and that is something you see Robbie kind of working through. But by the end, I feel like the real theme is coming out through this is not people are rubbish and not people are not rubbish, which are two very absolute extreme themes that have a pretty solid, resolute uh, definition. They are or they aren't. I think the theme that we actually end up getting from this book is some people are rubbish and need to be just taken out with trash and you know, that's probably closer to what most of us believe in. And I, I do think that there are people who have allowed themselves to become just vile, evil, contempt, contemptible things 
you know, and, and I do come again also from a, a Judeo Christian background, uh, as a, as a Christian and as a Christian pastor, actually. And, um, so I look at things and, and maybe that's where some of that, I believe all people have value, all people have worth. I also believe that people do have sinful nature. Uh, I think that anyone who just looks at human nature would agree with that statement, although they might make it in different words. Uh, maybe, I mean, Eli's words of people are rubbish, uh, would be one way to, to state that. But I believe we have a sinful nature, but I believe that that sinful nature is something that is, is conquerable, um, through, through the help of well, God and, and Jesus and, and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> getting off of that, um, <laughs> hot, hot topic of religion, um, I think that this this book ends by having us say, yeah, some people are rubbish and need to be destroyed or need to be removed. And because that is now coming from that is now coming from Robbie. And and that is the, the one thing at the end. I don't want to spoil what happens. I don't want to spoil how Eli attacks Robbie, but he attacks Robbie in a in the most horrible, awful, no good, very bad way. I mean, it is bad. And it is a little bit disturbing, actually. I mean, it, the way it, the way it plays out, it's troubling. It's it's troubling, and it makes you hate Eli even more. The final resolution, though, and the new normal when you come out of the end of issue number twelve, which goes into then the world destroying and rebuilding Secret Wars stuff going on, but. The final resolution is that Robbie says, fine, you know what? You find me the most evil of the evils and we, I will let you give in to your bloodthirst as long as it's these completely evil, irredeemable people who just have no, the, the rubbish. He's, he's giving in and saying, let's find the rubbish and let's destroy them. And it's, it makes for an interesting turn um, on the, I mean, it, it turns him into an anti-hero. It turns him into a punisher. It turns him into, well, a ghost rider, really. Uh, although the Johnny blaze ghost rider, I do, you know, he has things like the, the penance stare and, and he's there for vengeance, you know, well, that's what this guy is there for too. But part of what he's doing is helping satiate a satanic serial killers, bloodlust. Now, the story ends with this all-new Ghost Rider, issue number 12. I think that there's more that happens later. It's, it's not in Marvel Unlimited. I haven't looked into it. Didn't have time to. The story ends, though, with um, this new normal. But it also ends with a lot of the plot resolved, a lot of the character arcs resolved. And, and so it does, for me, end on... A satisfying note in as much as I'm satisfied because it has an ending and I'm satisfied because the stuff that Eli wanted to take care of is addressed. I'm satisfied because Robbie is able to, well, wrap things up with Eli, create this new, it'll be a tense relationship for sure. Um, but because of the way, the way that the story works, this is a very personal story about two people who have two very personal motivations who get in the way of each other, basically. And, and one of them happens to be an evil 
uh, dead serial killer. <laughs> and the other one happens to be a teenage boy who just wants to do the right thing by his brother and just wants to help his brother. And so, yeah, that's the Ghost Rider comic. Now, what does this mean for the TV show? Well, that is so interesting to me as I'm trying to think through. Okay, so what's going to happen? And I'm recording this Monday before the season premiere. And so I might even be proved wrong in less than 24 hours. But what does this mean for the TV show? And seeing pictures of Robbie Reyes on the TV show, he looks just like he does in this comic from you know his jacket, um, the car. Uh, he is ripped from the page. And that's so interesting to me that they're, uh, you know, they work so hard to quote unquote MCU, the costumes of the characters who are brought in, you know, as superheroes into say, uh, you know, Avengers. But then you bring this one in and he's taken right off the page. And that's, it's cool to see some of that, you know, some that happen every once in a while. It's actually cool to see it maybe more than once in a while, but, but we don't. So anyway, moving on, <laughs> Um, this backstory, I, I just, I, I'm curious if they're going to use the whole Eli thing or if it will just be the spirit of vengeance. And uh, the other thing I'd like to see is if it is a, um, a legacy, a ghost writer legacy, because it is in the comics in some ways, Robbie is tied into the legacy in other ways. He is different from the legacy and that gives Johnny blaze, you know, some second thoughts about what's going on here. But I would love to just see him. Just, this is the spirit of vengeance, and and this is tied into a Johnny Blaze, and you know maybe those movies are a part of the MCU now. Maybe because they weren't; they were created by Sony, but they easily could be folded in. And I don't think Marvel will do that, but um, I would love to see that there is a a legacy that he is the latest link uh, with the spirit of vengeance in this chain. Uh, I didn't do that on purpose, but I guess it fits nicely because chains are something that the ghost writer, um, the spirit of vengeance uses as, as part of their arsenal against evil. And yeah, I'm just excited to see where that goes, but this story, the whole Gabe thing, uh, if done well, it would be, you know, we've had different um, characters from all different walks of life uh, represented in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, in other sci-fi. But to, to have maybe Gabe uh, be on the show as a representative of the, the, the disability community. And that I think that'd be pretty cool if they did it right, which is very easy to not do it right. And so... I don't know where it's going to go, but those are the things I'd like to see from this. I like that they're using the car, the motorcycle from Johnny Blaze, the horse from the cowboy guy. I mean, they're, those are iconic. The car itself, though, I mean, it's been 12 issues. I wouldn't say it's iconic, but it has the makings of being something iconic. And I was just talking to a friend the other day. I think it was Daniel, actually. <laughs> when was I talking with him? Oh, on the podcast, we, we did a podcast episode, but um, I'm very curious because Johnny or Johnny Robbie Reyes could become the ghost writer for some people. When some people think of ghost writer, he might be the go to. It's very, very possible. So 
that's my exploration of these 12 issues in a nutshell. And um, my recommendation, you've heard it. You've heard all the things I've said. Really, uh, I do recommend reading it, but I recommend it to people who have just heard what I said and are interested in reading it. And I know there are some people out there who just this just does not sound like something they'd be interested in. Um, this would not normally be my cup of tea, but I didn't mind that I got to read it. And the style of the artwork was, was interesting to look at. And, and then the story itself, it, if a story causes me to think it's done its job more or less, you know, and, and this did cause me to think now stories that I'm going to talk about on a podcast, I'm going to spend more time trying to figure out what I should be thinking about with the story. And so I guess I am giving it more than I would if I was just casually picking this book up to read it. But yeah, I, I liked it. It made me curious where they're going to go with the character over on agents of shield. And so for now, color me interested. It's, it's your move now. Agents of shield. Uh, the comic book has done the job. And if you are able to capture this character of Robbie, then, uh, and, and expand on it. I mean, you're going to have a whole season or at least half a season, I guess, to expand on it. These these 12 comics were a quick read. I think they're published in two graphic novels. Like I said, I read it on Marvel Unlimited for me. That's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for giving me your ear time. <laughs> you know, time in, in your ears as you're listening because that's what ears do is, is listen. But, I, you know, I, putting the earbuds in. Uh, or listening in the car or, or whatever. Hey, thank you for listening. And uh, uh, next episode will be, I think Matt Anderson's crisis on infinite earths episode. And then after that will be another omnibus edition of the Marvel sci-fi comics. And yeah, that's all I really have to say. So I'm just going to once again, say thank you for listening. I think I've said it, what, four, eight times now, but uh, thank you for listening. And Godspeed. You can listen to our episode on Welcome to Level 7 about the season premiere. Uh, go to welcomelevel7.com. Click on the iTunes thing and and or the other stuff and uh, uh, subscribe to our feed and and listen to us talk about Ghost Rider over there. And you can also subscribe to the Comic Book Time Machine feed, but you probably already have because you're listening right now. But that's at comicbooktimemachine.com, and you can go over the comicbooktimemachine.com and and uh, find lots of other episodes about comics and stuff. And um, I think that that's enough. This was supposed to be the tag, but this is kind of a really boring post-credit tag. I don't know what to do to make it more exciting. Let's just turn it off. That's what I'm going to do.